Are you not having the success you want with your direct bookings? Perhaps you are tired of feeling like you are out of your depth and wish there was an easier way. Well, I've got an exclusive free training coming up that just might help. Join me on April 4th when I will share the top three mistakes that I consistently see vacation and short-term rental property managers make in their desire for direct bookings that could be costing you major profits. I will also be sharing my top tips in building your own direct booking sales engine that will bring in those direct bookings while you sleep. Come and join in the fun. Head to my website, directbookingsuccess.com, and click on the free training button to join me on April 4th, because you deserve your own direct booking success. This is the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you the information you need to increase your direct bookings. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the short-term rental industry. I'm here to help so you too can have direct booking success. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Direct Booking Success Podcast. Today, we are speaking with Kelly O'Dor. She will be speaking at the Direct Booking Success Summit in September. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a bit about who you are for those who may not know? Sure. Well, firstly, thank you for inviting me along today. This is a privilege. I I am the marketing director for a software company called Bookster, based in sunny Scotland, and I'm actually working from home. So I'm based in South Queensferry and I'm coming to you from my dining room. And I've been in the industry for just over six years or just coming up to six years, I think. Six years. Wow. Yeah. You're starting to be one of the old ones in the in the industry. Doesn't feel like it, actually. Whenever I talk to people, they're like, oh, I've been doing this for 15 years or some of our clients have been going, you know, forever. So I'm very much still the new person in book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, we've had so many people who have started in the last couple of years. It feels like anybody who's had been like pre-pandemic has been doing it forever. So I can see Kelly and I know people on the podcast, you can't see her, but she's wearing a Bookster t-shirt. So she is decked out with her, with her branding. Yeah. So tell us a bit about Bookster. I, I think most people will know that it is a PMS, a property management system, but can you tell us a bit about Bookster and why it's so great? Sure. So Bookster was set up, must be about 12 years ago now, and it was set up as a property management software specifically for one client, actually, that came to us and said they, they needed a solution and they wasn't, there just wasn't the variety of solutions that there are now anyway. And so this software was developed and over time it has added new features. So, you know, you know as, as, as times progress, we've now got Airbnb, we've got Booking.com. So these channels are now part of our channel manager. And we have our web developers who develop websites for our clients. So we have template websites and we have bespoke custom websites, depending on what our clients look for. And we offer SEO services as well. So if you have a website already, then you can have these kind of services to help you attract more bookings is the ultimate goal, obviously. And really as a a software, it's quite different to a lot of the other softwares out there because it is 
very direct booking orientated. So we have a lot of tools in there that are all about measuring your success and measuring where you're ranking, measuring how many clicks and registrations and so on that you're getting. And it's very focused on being easy to use. So although the complexity of software has got you know, a hundred times more complex than it ever used to be with new tools and integrations every day, it feels like we've tried really hard to focus on the core ability of the software to be stable and to be logical. So if you go into it, you can see where you have to go and what you need to do without, you know, constantly needing to call our customer service team, who are also wonderful, by the way. Great. You've said a couple of things in there that I didn't even know. And one of them was about the website side of things, because normally with the PMS, the website is more of a afterthought. You know, that's what it seems to be for a lot of the PMSs when you're looking at it, that it is built on their platform and you can't really get that far with SEO. But it, from what you're saying, it sounds like it's a different proposition. You've got the website, you've got the templated, but also bespoke websites. Mm-hmm. That sounds very so interesting. So they're integrated into the software and they have, we have been doing these for a long time as well. So they're very specialized for the industry because our industry needs something very unique for that customer journey to help people through that sales process. And so we have built our own style and the goal is to help people convert much faster, get them through that process. So in the end, the money is in your pocket and that booking is in your calendars. The SEO side of things is fully incorporated into the design of the the. Uh, the websites. So when you're working with our team, you were talking about what special words you want in order to be able to attract your target client. And you'll be able to think about what kind of imagery do you need and how are you going to name that imagery in order to make sure that your target clients are going to see it and they're going to be attracted to it and that ultimately they're going to make a booking. That's great. No, that's really good. I didn't realize the depth that you at Bookster went to on the website side of things, because it is your, you know, it's it's the online shop front, isn't it? Having a website for people to book on. Exactly. And it really depends on your business model. So some of our clients come to us and they don't want to have, and some people maybe just don't want to pay for an all singing, all dancing, complicated website. They want to have something simple that they can send guests to or potential guests to for them to be able to make the booking rather than going off to Airbnb or booking.com or whatever channel that they also use. And so our template websites fit them perfectly and they're free with all of our contracts and they can use their email marketing to send their potential guests there. They can use their social media to send their guests there. And ultimately they are designed to rank as well, but just not to the same degree, whereas a custom website has a lot more functionality and Mm -hmm. therefore a lot more opportunities to rank. Mm-hmm. And did you have in-house designers, do you, to work on these? We do, yeah. So we'll look at everything from developing a, a, a logo for you if you want to, if you have, don't have a logo, right up to how to design your website to make sure that the flow looks correct to what that booking process is going to look like once they're in that process. That's great. That's amazing. It's much more in depth than what I'm seeing out there. So that is great to great to hear about. So I want to ask a little bit more about you and why are you in this industry, this crazy short-term rental industry? 
what has, what maybe attracted you and what has kept you in the industry? So I joined the industry roughly six years ago. And to tell the truth, I fell into it because I was looking for a role in marketing, which has been my career forever. And a particular role turned up where I was able to work as a marketing manager and then head of marketing. And it was in this industry. And that's really where I I worked for two years. And then I left. I was living in Spain at the time. So I left Spain, came back to the UK, and I wanted to stay in the industry. It's a lovely industry to be in and carry on with my marketing skills. So I looked and I found books there. And the rest is history, really. So four years on, I'm there. And it's, what do I like about it? I like the people. I'm going to describe what I do on a day-to-day basis. It's talking to people like you, talking to our clients, talking to you know other people in the industry, other service providers in the industry. And it's just a really nice network of people who are there to lift each other up and really support each other. And I think that makes it a really special place to be. Yeah, it is a special industry, isn't it? It really is. And to see, to be at the Short Stay Summit in, was it May? I'm trying to remember when it was. I think it was in May (laughs) or was it June? I don't even remember when it was, but it was a while ago now. It was so great because it was my first in-person event in a couple of years. And it was great to be back with, with everyone and be able to meet Mm -hmm. face to face, because I know that you're at a lot of the events. It's one great thing about your role is that I guess it allows you or facilitates you to be able to go to a lot of the the summits and in-person events and online events too. I have to pick and choose quite carefully because... Uh, just as COVID was hitting, we did a bit of an assessment together with Bob, who was uh, representing Tourism Declares a Climate Emergency. Right, and Bob he Gardner. Exactly. Yeah. And he encouraged us to look at what our impact is on the environment. And the biggest impact was me. Oh, no. <laughs> it was my flights abroad. In fact, flights abroad, that's predominantly it. Yeah. You know, moving the team to different events was our biggest issue. Because as a company, we are very green. Most of us either walk to the office, catch a bus, catch a train. None of us drive. Or one person drives, but he's got an electric car. So that's fine. And you know, there's vegetarians, it's, it's rolling into our recycling. Every, all the whole ethos was so green. And then I went and got on all these flights and that completely destroyed it. Right. So I've, we've had to take some quite careful looks at what I'm going to go to in the future and even now. So now if I can catch a train there, then that's what I'll do. So when I saw you in London, I had caught the train. And, you know, that has an effect on our overall uh, footprints, which is a pleasure, really. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Well, Bob Gardner is also coming to speak at the Direct Booking Success Summit in September, where you are also going to be speaking. And you're coming back mm-hmm. for the second year, which is fabulous because you came and spoke last year when it was our first year at the summit. We didn't know how things were going to go. It was sort of a bit of a leap of faith with all of us. And the speakers were all so up for it, which was brilliant. So tell us a bit about what you're going to be speaking on at this year's summit. Okay, so I come from a communications and marketing background. And so I wanted to bring that to your summit 
So I'm going to be looking at how to identify and then communicate with your ideal customer. And obviously the end goal of that is if you're identifying them correctly and you're communicating in the right way, you're going to be attracting more of the people that you want and less of the people that you don't want. So that's really my plan. And I'll be looking at the different techniques that you can use to identify who your target customer is, who your ideal customer, and then looking at what the impact is on your business. So what things might you need to change in your business to make yourself be attractive to this group of people? And then the techniques that you can use to, to reach them and keep them and convert them and, and maybe attract them back again to your, to your properties in, in the future. That's my plan. That sounds great. That sounds really good. I think that's going to be a really good presentation to to catch at the Direct Booking Success Summit in September. And what coming back from this for the second year, what are you looking forward to maybe seeing or learning about this year? Gosh, well, last year I did really enjoy myself. It, it sounds a bit odd, but there was such a nice variety of speakers and I learned loads. I really enjoyed uh, a presentation from Di Hamill. She was really inspiring last year. I got in touch with her because I wanted to follow up on some of the points that she had been making, but I just loved her, the way her presentation style. You know, she was sitting in front of her fireplace. She looked so comfortable and so relaxed and she just knew what she was talking about. And that really was inspiring for me. So I'm looking forward to those two aspects in particular. Yeah, well, we're going to have lots about social media because it's such a big part of our marketing. And for those of us who are marketing for direct bookings and Di Hamill is definitely coming back. And, but you also hear from her on this podcast. I don't know. I don't know what order they're going to come out. So I don't know if you've been before or after, but I spoke <laughs> to her last week about it. And it's great that you mentioned Bob Gardner as well, because he is coming uh, to speak this year about sustainability, which I know he is passionate about. And mm -hmm. one of the great things that I have been learning about the Direct Booking Success Summit is because it is online, we don't have to worry about flights and things like that. But there are other things that because we're online with using Wi-Fi and using electricity, there is still an impact with that, with our, with our footprint, if you will. Mm -hmm. So it is, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting year and a good roundup of, of topics and, and whatnot. Now, one thing I, I've been asking people is to talk about what does direct booking success mean to you? So would you mind sharing what you think direct booking success means to your clients, the clients of, of Bookster? Yes. So, and as you say, we direct bookings is, is something that our business needs to consider, but for our clients is really, really important. So I do speak to our clients regularly to see what they're doing about direct bookings, what appeals to them about direct bookings. And I've managed to narrow it down to three different things in my head. And ultimately, I guess it comes under an umbrella of being in control of your business. So if I were to break it down, I would think it's about being in control of your guest data or your email data, whichever is most important. Uh, being in control of your business rules. So, you know, you have your cancellation rules and that's what you stick to because they're your rules. 
and being in control of your outlays. So things like, you know, whether you're having to pay fees to third parties in order to attract bookings for your business, you can control that if you're looking at direct bookings. So, I mean, it might change and you know, over time new things might appear, but I definitely think having spoken to a lot of people on this topic that direct bookings, although we talk about it as one thing, I actually think it's not one thing. It means different things to different people. And it's, I just think it's so interesting the more I speak to people about it and find out, you know, what's their actual reason for doing direct bookings. You get really different answers. Oh, that's, but that would be how I would summarize it, my little umbrella. Yeah, no, and I think what you say is what I've been, I hear as well. You know, there's uh, direct bookings assess means different things to different people. Some people just maybe have had a bad experience with one of the OTAs, the online travel agents, and just does not want to use them. Someone else is all about, you know, diversifying to make sure that they have all the different channels so that if something happens on one, they're not, you know, totally reliant somebody else might mean that they are wanting direct bookings so that they can take off themselves and have holidays because you know for those of us in the industry the holidays you know whether that be summer holidays or christmas holidays that's usually when you're working the most because that's when other people want to go away so if but so success to them might mean you know being able to instead of paying that money in commissions to be able to use that money to pay other people to mind their business while they go away. So I can see where you're, where you're coming from. It does mean different things to different people and, but it comes down to control, doesn't it? Exactly. It's, and in the end, this is your business. So you need to choose whatever business model is going to work for you. And for some people, if they want to only use the channel, that's absolutely fine. That's, that's a choice. But it's nice. And actually, I think it's quite inspiring now because there is such a strong movement towards taking your own bookings. And there's so many more options and tools and techniques to do it than there have ever been. So I think it's it's a good place to be if you're wanting to take that control for your business. Yes, I definitely, definitely agree. Well, thank you, Kelly, so much for joining us today. My pleasure. And it was good to be here. Thank you. This is the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you the information you need to increase your direct bookings. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the short-term rental industry. I'm here to help so you too can have direct booking success.